Welcome to the seventh installment of the Startups of NRF series. Today, Carlos Alverta, a CTO of Algramo, joins me to discuss what Algramo is doing to drive the refill revolution. I grew up drinking Coke out of a glass bottle and returning the bottle to a grocery store for a deposit. That process fell out of favor in the 70s, but Algramo wants to revive it um, by using a whole lot of 21st century technology. It's a pretty interesting conversation. I think one that's very timely and I think one you'll enjoy. Give it a listen and let us know what you think. Carlos, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dashan. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to share uh, how about Algramo and how we are changing the way people uh, consume products. I am very interested to hear your story. So why don't you tell us about what you're doing, what your company's up to, and the problem you're solving. We are trying to solve, the main problem we are trying to solve is the single plastic use bottles that are uh, used to sell mostly home care and personal care products. They are the most, the two categories that generate more plastic. So we are focused on that. And how we do that? By uh, what we call refilling. So the idea is that people can have only one bottle for life and keep it refilling with a lot of technology behind that. So we call it like a new smart packaging solution. So it's a pretty straightforward process. We've been refilling things for a long time, but you've added a whole lot of technology to that kind of simple process. Unpack what it means. And you actually have some major names that you're already working with. Can you share about how it actually works? I know you're in the Target store in here in San Francisco. I did not get a chance to go by. I was up in Union Square last week looking at the, the response to some of the smash and grabs, but I did not get a chance to go. But you're literally in Target with major names. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about what the technology aspect of what you're talking about and maybe some of the wins that you've already got. We are in Target, we are with Unilever, with Grove, uh, with Nestlé, with uh, the big brands, because the big brands are the ones that generate more plastic. So we, if you want to solve the problem, if you want to do a big impact, we need to go with them. And then they are very uh, interesting on that because they also want to contribute and how the te technology helps. As you say, refilling is something from, uh, from our grandparents. They used to do that. But now the idea is to do it with technology. What we have are IoT-enabled dispensers, uh, which are able to identify the bottle, the package that the person brings, and dispense uh, the products according to specifically what this person has in their wallets. So going to example to simplify, if I have a soap bottle, that soap bottle becomes my bottle for life. And then I just approach the dispenser with my bottle. The dispenser will say, welcome, Carlos. Do you want to, how much soap do you want to refill? And I just say, ah, that much. And the dispenser will uh, provide the refilling and register all that information. And of course, the payment can be done through a mobile app or even through a credit card in the POS of the machine as well. So can I, if I don't know, if I buy a one liter bottle, can I ha have just get a half a liter of soap? Do I have complete control over how actually how much product goes into each time? You have complete wow. control. You can choose in the display of the dispenser or using you know, your mobile app how much product you want. So that's another important uh, point that we are addressing because normally people 
who buy less products in small bottles or sachets or pouches, they tend to pay up to 40% more than if you buy a big uh, package. So we are also addressing this other uh, price issue. So what brands, we've already mentioned Target, but can you talk about who you're already working with? Sure. We are, in terms of retailers, we are working with uh, Target and Walmart. And in terms of branding, we are... So two small retailers here in the U.S. <laughs> there is small ones, yeah, right. <laughs> wow, okay. You got my attention. Uh, you, you literally got my attention with those two names. And in terms of branding, we, we have a couple of small ones as well, like Nestlé, Unilever, uh, Clorox, Colgate, Palmolive, and Grove, wow. uh, which is also a San Francisco brands. So lots of interesting uh, in this uh, kind of solution. We, ac we actually are very excited because we just we just make part of Impact 20 lists on, from Fortune magazine. So uh, our name is becoming uh, known uh, across uh, the world. So it's, we are very excited about this expansion. So what does the brand get out of your solution and what does the retailer get out of your solution? Because it seems we, like, we, it, it almost seems like you're leaving behind a lot of branding power by, by not having different colored bottles and all, the, and all of that stuff. So what do they get out of it? Are they, look, are they excited? I, I won't ask that question. I know what you're going to tell me. So what do they get? We, we create a model that uh, we believe benefits everyone. It benefits the brand. Because the brand, first, uh, it saves on the side of manufacturing the, the package because they do not need to manufacture a lot of packages because once you have one package, it's enough. Mm -hmm. uh, second, the logistics, because it's easy and simple to move a big container uh, than lots of small containers. You save space, you save, therefore, uh, logistics costs. And also, you save space on the floor of the supermarkets or, or mom and pop store or, or any kind of retailer, retailer that are selling the products. So, those benefits the brand and benefits uh, as well the, the retailers. And of course, for the customer, there is the price uh, point that I mentioned, and also the amount of plastic that uh, that that everyone is saving. So. The plastic saving uh, goes for everyone. The user can know how much plastic it is personally saving. The brand can know, and also the retailers can know. Split by geograph geography, split by brand, split by product. So, lots of the added value comes also from the data that we can connect when I, when we have lots of customers buy things in different places. Because today, if you go to the supermarket, if if you just take a bottle from the shelf. The brand doesn't know nothing about you. With our solution, the brand can know how much you buy, which 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 frequency, uh, which products. Uh, so lots of uh, consumer behavior information to deal with. What bucket would you put your solution in? So clearly, it's packaging, which typically has never been an uh, IT thing, but you're obviously right now in the center of that. So it, it, where would you want analysts to put you? Um, I believe it's, it's, it's beyond packaging. Oh, 100% what it is. Guaranteed it is. It's, it's very sophisticated. What you want to do is be the circular economy 
platform that changed the customer behavior. So, of course, today we have our own dispensers in our partnerships with the brands that I already told you. But the idea is also to have our software, our uh, mobile application, and our back-office software integrated into a software-as-a-service model. So every other dispenser of every other brand can also connect to our solution. And then we can drive a lot of artificial intelligence, machine learning over the data that we can collect and provide lots of uh, great insightful insights to the brands and to the retailers. So the idea is one part of our demo is, of course, our own dispenser with our own software, but we want to do more. We, we want to have our software like uh, Algramo inside of uh, any other dispensers. Interesting. And also, we are talking about a, a subscription model for other kind of products because I've been talking a lot about home care, personal care, but there are lots of other interests like beverage, uh, coffee that also generates lots of prices. So the idea is also to have a smart cup, a smart uh, mug that people can bring to their uh, favorite coffee shop and just approach to the dispenser and, and get the coffee or get the, the beverage without any uh, new uh, plastic being generated and without any friction for them. So lots of it's, we, are, we are just scratching the surface yet. There are lots of uh, markets that we have to spend our presence. Maybe let's just unpack that a little bit more. So anything dry would be, well, soaps are by definition isn't dry. So liquids, cereals, grains, I think all that would be easily go into a package. Noodles, beverage. How would you fill soda bottles? How would you seal them up? Or is that in the works or is that already being done? In, the, in this case, the idea is not to, to, to seal. The idea is a person can go with the uh, cup and have it on the go to oh, drink in the moment. So, yeah, so like not a soda, to, like a soda machine, so for immediate yeah, consumption, yeah. I got it. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, Could be for in an in a enterprise, for instance, in, in, in a facility of an enterprise or in a coffee shop or in a restaurant. And people can have subscriptions for beverage or for coffee and just go with their own glass or their own smart mug and, and get the coffee, get the beverage to go. So from an adoption cycle perspective, I would think we're early on, but you've got such big names you've already attracted. Where do you place yourself or this technology on the adoption curve? I believe we, we, we're still in a phase of early adoptions yeah. because it's still lots of behavior change and also logistics and process change on the side of the, the retailers and the brands because lots of things change. So we're still in, in, the, in the phase of uh, early adopters that are people who are concerned about the environment and want to, to do a time lift that will, be, that will move Rapidly, as many governments across the world are passing on regulations that are becoming more and more restricted about the plastic uh, consumption or its generation. The idea is to be read to that and, and to be read together with the brands and, and the retailers. So when the regulation came, everyone is prepared to comply with it. Very interesting. What's the message you're, you're sharing at NRF? If somebody comes up to your booth, what do you tell them? Other than saying Target and Walmart, which immediately gets every retailer's attention. 
That's a pretty good opening line. Did this is is I use that sticky for the no? It's uh, did the, the idea. It's as big as it gets. It doesn't get any bigger than that. That's as big as it gets. You've got a very unique opening line. But the the idea, I guess, is 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 to invite everyone to join us in what we call the refill revolution. So we want to create a revolution and and, and make the refill standard a solution again. Uh, but with all this technology that, that, that I have mentioned. So the yes, invite everyone to join us as a customer, as a brand, as a, a retailer. Uh, yeah, sure, this is a solution that will help reduce the climate change and reduce the amount of plastic that, that has been generated. And we are very positive about the results that we get so, so far. So that is the invitation. Came and help us save the world. Probably know where you're going to go with this, but what do you see 2022 shaping up like? We are expanding our business across some geographies. We we still we, we keep expanding in US. We have today locations with Target in, in San Francisco and, and other uh, offices buildings in New York. We have locations here in Santiago, Chile, with Walmart and some. Uh, Others in Indonesia, and the idea for 2022 is uh, expand our business across Mexico and UK, London specifically, and Colombia. So that's the plan for 2022. And also we want to add lots of fun things to our mobile app, like gamification, uh, community, communication between the users, so the users think of bit. Um, who saves more plastic in school, uh, in the community, in the country, in the city. So the idea is to add lots of fun in the application and, and also lots of education. So give information about other ways to help the reduction of plastic consumption. Wow, very cool. Hey, I'm going to ask your help. I get, I'm on the Center for Retail Transformation for George Mason University. I have kids ask me all the time two questions and, and I fumble through the answers, but now I'm going to, I'm asking the pros. What advice would you give budding entrepreneurs, young folks that are just thinking of doing, going in your path? And you might be the best person to answer that given you, you start with Target and Walmart, which no startup has ever landed that. So what advice would you give to, to young people starting an entrepreneurial uh, path? Uh, Look, came from people that had a lot of experience working multinational companies as myself, I believe. If I look back and if I am, if I was a young entrepreneur, I will say to them to believe their dreams and, and, and uh, do something meaningful. Look for something that can really, uh, that can really fulfill you from a personal and also for a professional level. Do not look only on numbers, only on money, but look uh, in a balance between quality of life, uh, money, of course, but helping do things that will make the world, world a better place. Wow, great answer. What skills, critical skills, do you use today that you wish you would have paid a lot more attention to in learning when you're back either in school or at the start of your career? I believe negotiations is a very important skill. It's a little bit politics. Uh, and those are things that are not at least at my time in the school or, or university were not part of the what we studied. 
So uh, I believe that those are fundamental people skills that are necessary to, to, to get to know people, to convince people of an idea, uh, to be empathetic about other, what other people felt. So it's, I, I, I believe I will, I would say people skills more than hard skills in general. Interesting. Thanks for your time today. How can people get a hold of you? Well, uh, there are several ways. Uh, you can go onto our company page, which is www.angramo.com, uh, or you can reach me by email is carlos.oliveira.angramo.com. I'd be glad to, to answer any questions or, or inquiries that uh, the audience may have. Thank you so much for your time today, and good luck next week, or next week, next month at uh, NRF. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. For more info, refer to the pod notes below. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review. It really helps us grow. I'm your host, Jeff Roster, analyst at large. If you want to connect, follow us on Twitter at JeffPR or at Brian Sathanation, or connect with us on LinkedIn. Visit my website at roster.retail.com or brians at iterate.ai. Until next time, stay safe and have a great week.